Welcome to Legacy Women's Podcast, where we seek to encourage women in their relationship with God and one another through monthly conversations with the women of Cornerstone Church of Knoxville. Well, thanks to everyone who's listening. And here at the beginning of this year, we are going to revisit the topic of personal devotions. And this is a subject we actually began the podcast with last year. And we want to discuss it again to get a fresh um, just perspective and encouragement from a new group of ladies. And I'm sure as we go into this new year that we all desire to pursue the Lord, um, but we're all going to face various challenges and obstacles and temptations. So I think hearing from these women will give us renewed vision um, and help in this area. So can you start by introducing yourselves, Elizabeth? Yes, I am Elizabeth Blanton. I've been married to Ben for 14 years. We have four kids, ages 10, 8, 6, and 3. And I stay home with them and part-time homeschool. Mackenzie? I am Mackenzie Hatmaker. Um, I've been here in Knoxville for like 15 years or so. Um, I work full-time and don't have kids, not married. I'm Janet Jab. And I have two children that are twins. They are actually 32 years old. And I've been at Cornerstone since 2003. Um, Would you share your testimony with us? I'd be happy to. Um, I was number six out of seven kids. And I was raised in a church-going family, but none of us knew the gospel. And when I was in high school, I had friends that I didn't know about that were praying for me and they invited me to their Bible study one time in a basement like this and I went and it kind of blew my mind I had no idea <laughs> I'd never studied the Bible or anything and they never invited me back but um, they kept praying for me and I had a friend at work in a clothing store who was so kind and so encouraging I eventually asked her some questions and she told me she was a child of God. She was not from my hometown. She traveled back to see her parents and was killed in a car accident. When I was at her funeral, the pastor of this church talked about her as a child of God and that her salvation was secure, that she was in heaven. And once again, it It was just outside of my understanding at all. But I sat in that pew and I said, God, whatever it means to be a child of God, I want to be one because I want to be like her. Mm -hmm. And that was my senior year of high school. I went to college and got a phone call from a campus ministry that wanted to come and do a survey with me. And I invited them to come and I hung up the phone just gleefully thinking, they're going to be able to explain these things to me. So this young lady came to my dorm room and she started to share from this little booklet with me and I asked her so many questions she started crying because I didn't understand any of it. And I said, no, no, I really want to understand. And she didn't have any more time. She had another appointment. So she came back another time and she continued to answer my questions and um, I understood the gospel and I prayed for the forgiveness of my sins and um, then uh, somebody was doing a Bible study and this is my one memory I remember was it was up in Iowa 
It was a snowy night. Cars were not traveling. Snow was up past my calves. And I had on this down coat, and I had bought a Bible, and I was holding it to my chest. I walked about five blocks in the dark and stood under a streetlight where somebody could pick me up and take me to my first Bible study. Wow. That's how I was saved. That's great. What a great story of God just pursuing you all those years. Thanks for sharing that. Well, the first question I wanted to ask you guys um, on the topic was what encourages you to pursue God daily in his word and in prayer? Um, obviously this is something that takes time. And so what motivates you to, uh, t- to take time out of your busy days to do this and spend time with the Lord? Um, Elizabeth? Um, for me, it's just my need. Um, I feel like each day can be a fight for joy Um, and a fight against anxiety. I know when I wake up in the morning before I've even left my bed, I start thinking, what do I need to do today? Um, Who needs to be where? Um, You know, just all the things I need to do for that day. But um, when I just allow myself that quiet time with the Lord, it puts everything else I need to do that day in perspective. Um, It also helps to align my priorities for that day. And then also, I just want to know the Lord. I want my children to know the Lord. And there's just no better way to do that than to be in his word each day. So, Mackenzie. Yeah, my need is the um, same answer I would give. Um, I can just fall into the mindset that either I have everything under control or that I don't have everything under control. And I'm like anxiously striving to try to figure everything out. Um, so just being consistent with scripture, help, reading scripture helps me just to remember that I'm not in control. It helps me to be thankful for that. Um, for me, I've just always had a strong desire to know God, his ways more deeply. I just find it fascinating and a privilege that we can grow deeper and deeper in knowing the King of Kings and the creator of all things. Uh, what are you planning to study this year? Okay. Um, I am working on studying the history of Israel and the prophets and marking in my Bible God's heart and his ways because that's what we're doing at church. So I'm doing a deeper study along with that. Okay, great. Mackenzie? I'm planning on reading through the Bible chronologically. Um, usually I pick one book and kind of stay in it for a while, but I want to look at the whole picture of the Bible. Um, This year I've been doing um, BSF, which is Bible Study Fellowship, and we are going through Joshua, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuel, Psalms, Proverbs, and 1st Kings, so it's neat because we're in 1st Samuel, 2nd Samuel, like we are at church, so that's been cool. Um, And then this coming year, I would also like to read this book called um, Praying God's Word, and it's, I'd really just like to grow my prayer life, and um, I think it would be really helpful to learn how God's Word can help guide my prayers. Okay, great. Um, I'd love to know, just you guys are each kind of in different seasons of life, so I'd like to know what your devotional time actually looks like, um, where you are right now. Uh, so, Elizabeth, what does it look like for you? Okay, well, my preferred time is super early in the morning. Um, ideally, I'm up around 5 or 5.15. Um, I like to exercise first while my coffee is brewing, and then I just have my little chair in the corner where, where I um, just 
come to the Lord and um, give him all my burdens for the day. Um, I like to pray first before the kids come down. Mm -hmm. um, so that just helps to, I know my prayers then, and the kids can join me when I'm reading. It doesn't feel as interruptive as it would if they came down when I was praying. So that's when I do it. Mackenzie? I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> I'm not a morning person, so anything I try to read in the morning, I don't retain it at all. Mm -hmm. So I do mine after work because that's what works for me and mm -hmm. I can actually understand what I'm reading and hold on to it. But I do try to do like a little devotional or something in the morning. I like to um, start out with Psalms and read through them. Um, they seem to help me at this time of my life. And then days that I'm at home, I do my deeper Bible study and then pray. And then in the evening, um, my husband likes to do a little reading or something, but we always pray together mm -hmm. um, for a little while in the evening. I'd love to more, know more about that. Is that something you guys have always done or what has that looked like? Well, I could say we've done it since we were married, but we haven't always done it. There's seasons when there's something interesting that John wants to study together, or it's been great since we've been able to dial into podcasts and listen to other messages and stuff. It's a lot easier than decades ago when we had cassette tapes and things. <laughs> we didn't do it as much then. But um, we like to pray together for people, for um things coming up and uh, especially in this season of our life we have really um, tried to, to pray together great. for people that we know and, and situations going on. Great. Um, well I, I'd love to know just as you think past over your life uh, what are some different ways that you guys have done devotions over the years what are some things maybe that have worked really well or some things you've tried that's like that was a fail mm -hmm. um, so yeah can you talk about that a little bit Elizabeth sure um, I remember in college when I was a new Christian and I had all the time in the world um, I usually had roommates like Mackenzie and um, <laughs> It would be nice to get out of the house, and so I remember going to Panera, and I had a good two hours before class started, and I had so much time to read and pray and memorize scripture, and um, then another time when it wasn't as easy as, as a young mom, when I just, I think I went through eight years where I never slept through the night, um, and it, the mornings just didn't work then. It was just too hard to get up. Um, and I remember at that time, I would turn a show on for the kids and just sort of sit in the other room for 15 or so minutes and get it in where I could. So, um, yeah, it just looks different every couple of years. I feel like I'm changing up what I do. What about you, Mackenzie? Um, so in the past, I really liked to focus on one book and then have a commentary that I would read along with that. Um, but I found recently that I'll read through the Bible passage quickly to get to the commentary to mm -hmm. see what they have to say and so I'm hoping this year to spend more time in the Bible yeah that's good I can relate to that what about you Janet well I have a lot of years of experience <laughs> <laughs> and I gave you my testimony so um, when I was young I really didn't understand anything <laughs> any biblical history or anything and so I did this design for discipleship booklets that 
were discipleship. And I did those on my own. I found him in a bookstore. And then um, I also did word studies. Like I'd be reading my Bible and I wouldn't understand something. So I had Strong's Exhaustive Concordance and Webster's 1828. Is that right? Um, Dictionary. So I would look up words and I'd make out lists from Strong's Concordance of passages that related to that topic and then just write them down and get out my colored pencils and do all that. And then when I had kids, twin babies, I didn't have time for that. <laughs> and so um, we took a, John and I took a class, Memorize the Word, and we memorized 72 verses in six months. And so I had all these verses to review and to meditate on. And that was great during that season. Um, and Empty Nester, I have more time sometimes to do uh, in-depth studies again or just read through whatever we're doing at church and Psalms and Proverbs. Great. Um, what are some of the hindrances you faced being consistent in your devo- devotions? Um, how have you combated those in the past, or how do you want to combat them better um, in the future? So, Mackenzie, what would you say? Yeah, um, I think laziness is a big one for me. Um, either just not wanting to do it, or something else will come up, and so it'll be quick to push it aside and do whatever seems fun um and and yeah busyness is another one for me like if life gets busy usually my quiet time is the first thing that drops off what about you janet i would say i've had more trouble um in the last few years just having a smartphone Mm -hmm. because you can think you're only going to spend five minutes and get lost in looking something else up or keeping track of things and then that window I had for my quiet time is about half the size Mm -hmm. and I feel bad about that how have you found any good ways to combat that (laughs) yeah I plug my phone in on a charger in a different room yeah (laughs) what about you Elizabeth yeah I agree with both of them those are temptations for me laziness busyness and um being distracted by my phone but um one of my biggest hindrances also for the last 10 years or so is having early risers. Um, my kids get up well before the sun. So um, I remember there was times when um, I would get up and be completely ready for my quiet time, ready in my chair, and then hear little kids come down the stairs and remember being so frustrated with them and thinking, like, why, if the Lord wants me to know him better, why... <laughs> Why don't he let him, why doesn't he let them sleep in? Um, But so at some point, several years back, I just decided if my kids are going to get up early, I'm going to get up really early. So um, that's helped me so much. And um, a lot of times, even now, I'll take a nap when they nap because I got up so early, but it's worth it to me to get that time in early before they're up. Did it take you a while to, to set that clock back? I... I am an early riser, naturally. I like getting up early, but, I mean, 5 o'clock was a stretch for me, but as I um, became, like, I started to enjoy coffee, that helped a lot more. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, anytime you're you talk about devotions and the discipline of having devotions, you're always going to straddle the fence between mm-hmm. being legalistic or perfectionist on one side, or just not attempting any discipline at all. Um, and so, how can we find that balance where we're pursuing this by grace as a means of grace? Um, what would you say, Elizabeth? Um, I think for me, it's just remembering that my standing before the Lord um, is secure because of Christ alone. So nothing that I do in the morning or no amount of time in the Bible or in prayer um, is going to make me more righteous before him. And I think that enables me to hold loosely my plan for the morning, um, just thinking it may not go how I want it to go. I'm you know, someone may get up earlier than I want them to get up, or maybe I slept in, um, and I don't have to feel guilty about that. I'm not trying to check off a, a box for, um, you know, how long I read or how many people I prayed for. Um, I'm just there to draw dear to God, to um, beg Him for strength for that day, um, and to seek His wisdom um, in different decisions we're trying to make and things like that. So when I think of it like that, um, it makes it feel more like this is a treasured time and it doesn't feel like such an obligation. That's good. What, do you, what would you say, Mackenzie? Yeah, I, I love checking off a box. Mm-hmm. So it can, <laughs> I can so easily fall into that. Um, but I find praying before and after helps me mm-hmm. to get my eyes off myself and my doing and put them on the Lord. Gina? Well, it probably sounds crazy, but... Um, my coming to salvation was such, and it is for everybody, but I was such a mess. I had nothing to offer toward my salvation in works. And um, I still don't feel like I do. I, I struggle with feeling inadequate. And so I, I, don't, I don't look at legalism probably the way some people do. And I guess that's a gift. And um, I have always found it kind of like a treasure hunt to just I want to know more I just want to dig in there and so it draws me back to want to know God more good so we've talked a lot about kind of reading um, but I'd love to know what does your prayer life look like Um, Elizabeth Um, well like I said this is an area I would love to grow in the coming year Um, but right now um, I just start usually start praying before I um, read and then I just it it can sometimes feel like a list though these are the things like I'm thankful for these things and um, then I go to the Lord with all my worries and um, you know things I'm anxious about and Lord help us um, you know lead our kids to Christ and you know go through our family and um, then you know pray for people that you know are sick that we're thinking of and things like that. What about you, Mackenzie? Yeah, I don't have like a set um, way that I do it, but usually I just have a list of friends, family that I'm praying for. Um, I, like Elizabeth, I am trying to grow in thankfulness, and hopefully that would be the first thing that's out of my mouth instead of all my wants or needs. Do you, um, you said you pray afterward too. Is that usually just in response to what you read or yeah usually it's like thanking the lord for whatever i've read and it's asking him thinking for the day trying to put thankfulness first 
Um, but then also with the list I have, just bring through requests. What about you, Janet? Well, it's never the same. Um, I would say anytime I sit down to pray, I, sp I spend time um, just going over what I have seen God doing and thanking him and telling him evidences of his character and his mercy. And um, then I would pray for different people in different situations. Um, over the years, I had this notebook that I, as I was studying the Bible, I just wrote down references and then wrote out prayers that I saw in the Bible. So how um, David prayed or how um, Paul prayed or the apostles or how Jesus prayed and, and those kinds of things. So then when I was sitting and wondering how should I pray, I would flip to that and say, oh, okay, I'm going to pray this for um, someone that was struggling. A lot of times I'll pray for God to move in people's hearts and pray for the fruit of the Holy Spirit to be more evident to them because they're hurting and need more of whatever. Um, I pray in my quiet time and then just as things come to my head, I'll pray throughout the day. Okay. Um, well, can each of you just share how you've been blessed as you've pursued God and his word um, and through prayer? Uh, Mackenzie? Yeah. Um, so I recently heard someone say that um, when you're reading God's words, like you're making a deposit. Um, and I really liked that because it was a good analogy for me because sometimes it feels like I didn't really get anything out of what I read or it was all the begots or genealogy and you're like, <laughs> what in the world? But then just that thought of like, even if it's a dollar, I'm making a deposit. Mm -hmm. um, it may not be like a thousand dollars and you know, uh, something that's Instagrammable or, you know, <laughs> like this cute thing, but it's a, it's a little deposit. And then I've seen recently just as life is hard and, um, I find myself like, God, what are you doing? Where are you at? Like those scriptures, things I've read just comes to mind. And, um, it's because just consistently depositing a little at a time. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth? Um, one way, um, I've been blessed through pursuing God is that, um, the more time I've spent in God's word, um, I found that he's increased my desire to spend time in his word. So, um, like Mackenzie said, there are seasons or mornings that just feel dry and, um, but as you, um, make it a habit and you're doing that each day, um, I like to reference of putting in a deposit, that's just how it's felt, is that um, I'm learning something even on those days that feel dry. And um, I mean, I remember times that felt like this was a challenge. I don't, this is not what I feel like doing. I have a to-do list to get through, but um, that as I've made it a habit um, and I fight through the days that feel dry, um, it's just become the favorite part of my day um, and just a necessary part of my life. Um, and also, um, over the years, I've seen God increase my faith, um, and that's like faith for the future or faith in my parenting um, and faith for future suffering or whatever, um, that, of course, I still 
deal with anxiety, but I know that um, I can come to God each day, and um, He's just going to give me the grace I need for that day. Good. Jeannie? Well, I wrote down two different examples, and I don't know if you want me to share them. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> when I was in college, I, I said earlier that I did these word studies, and um, I also bought commentaries, handbooks, atlases, that kind of thing, because I was just trying to figure out Christianity. And um, 10 years later, my dad, I was the only one in my family, I was the first one in my family to become a Christian and then shared the gospel with a couple of my brothers, my sister. And at one point, my dad was very ill, and he was reading the book The Source by Mishner, and he didn't understand. It was It's about an archaeological tell. And he didn't understand any of it either. And so he'd call me and ask me questions, and I would answer his questions. But then I would send him an atlas that would show the geography of Israel or different things, commentaries explaining the 12 tribes of of Israel and stuff. And um, he was fascinated. So he started reading Genesis, and he worked his way through. He got to Psalms, and um, he said, I can sum it up in three words praise the Lord. (laughs) And I thought, wow, he's getting it. And then um, he went into the New Testament and he said, there aren't any sacrifices. What happened to the sacrifices? When he got to to later, and I said, oh, there's one. And his eyes got really big and he said, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. So um, to me, it was really cool to see God preparing me to be able to answer my dad's questions, then that led to his salvation, and he died a month after, wow. after that. And so, what was your other example? Okay. <laughs> um, well, John and I had this season of listening to John Piper's podcasts on biographies. He was a bio, biography series, and we listened to a lot of them. And the one thing that stood out to me was that each of these people read through the Bible multiple times a year, two times, four times a year, for decades. And they would do these incredible things like George Mueller. People kept saying he had this awesome faith. He said, I'm just an ordinary man. But I think it felt ordinary to him because he knew God so well. Mm. And um, so I decided that I was going to start reading through the Bible um, and familiarize myself with those chap- those books and chapters that you don't tend to read very often, and I've done that for a few years. And I think all this time, at my age, all the time that I have had quiet times, spent time in the Word, um, in our current health trial in my family, I feel like I have been able to recall and recite to myself many, many instances of God's faithfulness and His mercy And I can see in this season um, that I have had a resolve in me that God is trustworthy. Wow. Well, um, that's just a powerful testimony and incentive for all that we've been discussing. Knowing the real trial that you and your family are going through as your son fights stage four lung cancer, that you can say that your knowledge of the Lord that you've cultivated over the years of pursuing him is now bearing fruit as you walk through this. That is, that's truly motivating. And just 
being able to say that God is trustworthy is no small thing considering your circumstances. Um, and it definitely motivates me to want to know God deeply. So I'm able to say the same thing regardless of what lies ahead. Um, I just didn't want to move past that too quickly. Hearing you say that God is trustworthy is just a huge evidence of grace. Um, so thanks for sharing that. Um, and thanks to each of you ladies for taking the time to think through this and for faithfully pursuing the Lord over the years so that you're able to encourage the rest of us. And to conclude, um, I did want to share a few resources for anyone who is looking for help in this area. So the first one is one that Bill mentioned in the November podcast, and it's the ESV Study Bible. Um, it has all kinds of resources, such as introductions to each of the books of the Bible and notes on many of the verses, a concordance, and all kinds of charts and maps and graphs and other articles. So that's just a great all-purpose Bible. Um, also, ESV.org and the ESV. ESV app have all kinds of Bible reading plans, both the long year long ones where you read the, through the whole Bible and also short ones. And you can sign up for those and that'll help you track um, if that's that's where you want to go this year. Um, another thing I've discovered on the ESV app and website is that they do a, a subscription um, on a monthly or yearly basis where you can have digital access to all their different types of Bibles, including the ESV study Bible. And they also have a set of commentaries for most books of the Bible there. So the monthly subscription is only $4. So if you have a month where you maybe want to do a deep study and have access to a commentary, that might be worth your while. And um, regarding books on this topic, one of my personal favorites is the book Prayer by Timothy Keller. Um, it's a great resource for not only growing in and learning about prayer, but for me, it just really helped me think through my relationship with the Lord, um, just on multiple levels through prayer. But he also talks about meditation and scripture. And um, it, it really is one of my most favorite just devotional type books. Um Two other books just on the topic of spiritual disciplines that kind of just delve into different disciplines that the Bible talks about, gives um, biblical kind of apologetic for them, but also practical help are the books Habits of Grace by David Mathis. That's one book, Habits of Grace by David Mathis. And the other is Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitney. And they're just great instructional tools on this topic. If you kind of want to look at different aspects of spiritual disciplines, those might be good to look at. Um, and then also the book Knowing Scripture by R.C. Sproul. Um, it's a great introduction to studying scripture if you're wanting to to have ideas and a better understanding of how can I dive deep into scripture? How can I really understand what it's trying to say, understand the different genres? Um, it's a really good introduction to that. Um, and it can help you just if you're wanting to really grow in, in studying scripture, not just reading it. And finally, I would just say from personal experience that the pastors are a great resource. This really is their area of expertise. Um, and I, whenever I've, you know, wanted help with studying a, a different topic or a particular book or just different Bible study tools, um, I've always gotten great recommendations from them. So just keep that as an idea too. They are more than happy to talk to you about this. Um, so I hope that helps anyone who, who wants to delve into this a little bit deeper this year. And I really hope this whole conversation is helpful to everyone that 
listens and I hope and pray that 2019 will be a year where we all enjoy deep fellowship with God through Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening.